You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Praise the Lord. I walked in here this morning to bring my Bible down and earlier and I seen that banner over there as I walked by and the Lord said, why don't you wave a banner for me? And uh, I'm not ashamed, I'm not too dignified uh, to, to, to listen to the Lord and to worship him. Uh, I, I wanna say this now because I got a feeling at the end of the service, uh, I, I will forget and not be able to. Uh, one of the things we was talking about in the staff meeting is staying connected and, and listening to uh, worship music. And I asked Carrie about arranging and putting something together on a CD. And, and then it, uh, I remembered that a while back she had uh, done a CD and uh, they're there at the information desk. Uh, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's an incredible uh, CD. And if you'd like to purchase that, you can stop by there and pick that up this morning. Uh, I've been in my office this week. Uh, I, I might share later, I don't know. Uh, in my flesh, I wanted to do something earlier in the week and uh, the Lord just laid in my spirit uh, not to do that. Uh, to uh, lay before him uh, this week and to pray and, and to have a word today uh, that we need to hear. I, tied, I have no voice already. And I, gotta, I gotta kinda pace myself. I got a little excited. Uh, it's just nothing wrong with getting excited for the Lord. I, I get excited at ball games, man. I'll tell you, if my team's winning, you're gonna know I'm there. If my team's losing, you're not gonna know I'm there. <laughs> but my team's always winning. <laughs> and his name is King Jesus, amen. Mike, if you can help me in any way, I would appreciate it. But uh, the, the title of the message is A Walking in the Blessing. Uh, this morning, what is the blessing? The blessing of the Lord can be uh, defined in, in several ways. Uh, it can be defined as the covenant of God that overrides the curse. The curse, there's a real curse. It can be defined as the anointing of God through which divine favor flows. It can be divined, uh, defined as the power of God to produce, even when it doesn't look like there's anything to produce, when the divine favor of God is upon you, it can overtake you. To wrap it all up, it's the presence and it is the power of God that enables you to do things outside of your own strength and outside of your own ability, no matter what the circumstance may be. Can someone say amen? When the blessing, somebody say the blessing. Somebody say the blessing. When the blessing is on your life, you will be empowered. Somebody say empowered. Far beyond anything you can attain or accomplish in your own strength and in your own ability, far beyond. It's amazing when the favor of God and the blessing of God is working together on your life. It was the blessing that empowered the men of Israel to conquer the Canaan, the promised land, Stand with me as we read the word of God, please. Deuteronomy chapter two, verse 24 through 25. Rise you up, take your journey, pass over the river Arnon. Behold, I have given into thy hand Sion, the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land. Begin to possess it. 
and contend with him in battle. This day will I begin to put the dread of thee and the fear of thee upon the nations that are under the whole heaven who shall hear, who shall hear report of thee and shall tremble and be in anguish because of thee. Pastor Aaron, would you bless the reading of the word of God, please? Almighty God, you are holy, holy, yes. holy. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you right now. In reverence of standing for your word, Lord God, yes, we God. worship you, Lord God. Mm -hmm. Father, we're thankful for the land that you've given us. Yes, God. Lord God, where our feet touch, you have given us the land, Lord God. Mm. You have given us to prosper, Lord God, in that land, everywhere that we take a step. <laughs> Lord God, you've given us the mm -hmm. land to prosper. Mm -hmm. Father, we bless you. Lord God, mm -hmm. may your word come forward mm -hmm. and sow on fertile ground today, Lord God. Father, I pray for the manna that you have fed our pastor mm -hmm. to feed us, Lord God, with mm -hmm. the joy that it has brought him. May it bring us that joy and we would rejoice together in your word today, Lord God. Yes, God. Father, I pray for your anointing upon him, mm -hmm. that it would just flourish, Lord God, and overflow, Lord God. May mm -hmm. your spirit move in this sanctuary today, mm -hmm. Lord God. Hold nothing back, Abba, from us today mm -hmm. and give it all to us, Lord God. We cry out for your spirit to move in this place. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. By worldly standards, Israel's army was not very intimidating. But Israel had God on its side. Don't ever underestimate when God is on your side. I said don't ever underestimate when God is on your side. The important issue is not whether you are the biggest or whether you are the strongest, but whether or not God is on your side. The divine empowerment was what is called the Eden blessing that was on Adam, which later became the blessing on Abraham and what God called in Proverbs 10 and 22, the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. It is all the same blessing. This blessing is to empower you and I for success. Do you hear me? We are not supposed to be lame ducks. You and I are empowered by the blessing of the Lord. No matter what your condition is, when your blessing comes on you, it will turn your life around. It will turn your morning into joy. Do you hear me? I am a testimony. I know what the Lord has done for me in my life. I'm not bragging. I'm not patting myself on the back, but I know what the blessing of the Lord is. And I'm not ashamed to give him a blessing and lift my hands and put my hands together and thank him for the many blessings that is upon my life. It will change everything in your life. The blessing of Adam enabled him to rule the planet. It did not matter to Adam how desolate places of the earth was. He had the blessing of God to turn it into a garden. 
I'm here today to tell you it doesn't matter how desolate your marriage could be, your finances may be, or whatever may be going on in your life. With the blessing of God and the power of God, you can turn it into the Garden of Eden, a little bit of heaven right here on earth. If you believe that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. The Garden of Eden was a replica of heaven. So I wanna talk about being in a famine, being in a difficult place, being in a time that you're not certain of. How about Isaac? Isaac received it, he received a hundredfold during a time of famine. In Genesis chapter 26, I wanna read verses one through four. The blessing operated in Isaac's life, Scotty. Then it can operate in my life. It can operate in your life. And there was a famine in the land. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went into Amalek, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared to him and said, go not down into Egypt. Go not down into Egypt. The Lord appeared to me this week and told me where not to go. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and what? I will be with thee, and will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed. I stood in my driveway this week, and, and Randy Ethel and I had a discussion on the, 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 what's going on in the world, and I said, I'm not concerned about me, but I'm concerned about my children and my grandchildren. But then the Lord said, not only will he bless me, but my seed will be blessed. And I knew that. But sometimes you get caught up looking where you don't need to look, and get fearful over things you don't need to be fearful of. He said unto thy seed, I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. In verse four he said, and I will make thy seed to what? Multiply. As the stars of heaven and will give unto thy seed all these countries and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Now let's jump down to verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and he received in the same year a hundredfold. Somebody say a hundredfold. See, you're afraid to say it. Somebody say a hundredfold. That's the kind of God that we serve. And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward. I don't like going backwards. I'm going forward. And I'm gonna speak it and I'm not ashamed of it my best days are behind me, excuse me, are not behind me, they're ahead of me. You hear what I'm saying? My best days are ahead of me. Huh? I'll double dog dare you just to say that, because you're scared to. My best days are ahead of me. Thank you, Scotty. <laughs> Woo! He said, and the man waxed great, and went forward, and grew until he became what? Very great. For he had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and a great store of servants, and the Philistines, and I underline this, they envied him. And I'm gonna go somewhere with that later. So what happened? A famine arose 
in the land. Isaac faced the loss of his ranch, of his herds, of his flocks, of his crops. He was standing on the brink of bankruptcy, could lose his entire wealth. And what did he do? Isaac weakened under pressure. I said he weakened, Dwayne, under pressure. He turned from the promised land, the Bible said moving southward. That's downhill. Moving southward to go toward Egypt. And note, God had an intervention. God will always intervene right on time. Verse two, and the Lord appeared unto him and said, go not down to Egypt. Go not down. In my life, the Lord has directed me not to do certain things. I'm not talking immoral, going places, doing things. And at times in my life, in the flesh, Rusty, I wanted to do it. And I went ahead and did it. And it never worked out with the blessing of God. When God speaks to you and tells you not to go, not to do, heed what God says to you. Can somebody say amen? amen. Remember in the scripture, Egypt of that day was a symbol of sin, of the world. Canaan was the promised land, symbolic of heaven. As believers, don't forsake heaven for the markets of this world that look so appearing to you because you will be disappointed. Mark 4 and 19, in the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word of God. I've been choked before. Man, everybody's looking at me. Have you been choked out? Have you been choked out before? Choke the word of God and it becometh unfruitful. When the word of God is choked in your life or my life, everything in our life and around us becomes unfruitful. And that's not what God's plan is for us. Isaac, he stopped, he obeyed, and he listened. And he harvested a hundred times more crops than he planted in that year. So why? How could that be? Because if you look at verse three, the Lord said, I, I will be with thee and I will bless thee. All my hope is in Jesus. He said, I will be with thee. And he said, I will bless thee. I don't need somebody else. I've got to stay focused on Jesus, can somebody say amen? amen? When the blessing starts working in your life, you can't hide it. I said, when the blessing of God begins, Dwayne shaking his head, you know. When the blessing of God begins working in your life, you can't hide it, and I've tried to hide it. Honestly, I've been blessed, and I've tried to hide the blessing because everybody can't handle it when the blessing of God and the favor of God is working in your life. But I'm here to tell you, don't hide it. When the blessing begins to work in your life, don't brag on it. Don't get caught up in it. 
Just rejoice in the Lord and let the world see what the favor of God is in your life that it would make also in their life. So when the blessing of God begins working in your life, you can't hide it, but you need to study God's word to learn about the blessing. You got one life. You got one chance to walk in the blessing. Don't wait till you're 80 to learn the word of God, what it teaches about the blessing. So then when you begin to study the blessing, then you got to meditate on it. The Bible speaks about meditating all throughout the Bible. You got to meditate on the word of God. And then when you meditate, you got to wake up and you got to practice. And I wrote this down and I've watched some of our uh, uh, sports uh, and, and as children have grown up and my children have grown up and, and I always wondered why sometimes I would watch and they would practice lazy. And I always thought to myself, Pastor Micah, if you practice lazy, you're gonna play lazy. So if you're lazy with the word of God and you don't meditate on it, get it in. Then you gotta practice it. What do I mean? You gotta speak. You gotta say, I am blessed. My family is blessed. I'm the one's gonna be the first in my family to get a college degree. You gotta speak those things. You gotta speak those things over your children. I don't have a college degree. I can't even say college. I don't have a college degree. But I'm speaking over my children's life that my children will be well educated. Now you can be well educated and if you don't have no drive, you might as well save your money because you gotta work. You gotta believe it, you gotta say it. God must be your only source. I just said something right there and you didn't even grab it. I'm telling you, God must be your only source. Well, you say, well, pastor, you get a paycheck from the church and the church, uh, the check comes from the tithe of the people, absolutely, but everything comes from the Father above. He is my main source. Uh, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread is what the Bible says. When God is not the only source of your expectation, you will end up in frustration. God is my source. I want to read something to you out of the Duke King James Version, out of Psalm 62 and 5. The psalmist wrote, My soul waits silently for God alone. And I underline alone. For my expectation is from Him. God wants us to totally totally depend upon him. And can I be honest, that's hard to do. There's times in our lives we wanna depend on ourselves and everybody else. And this is why the Lord said in Jeremiah 17 and five, thus saith the Lord, cursed, hear me now, thus saith the Lord, cursed be the man that trusteth in man. Who we been trusting in? and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord, for he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched, parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. But, there's another side to that coin, in verse seven. Blessed, somebody say blessed, blessed. is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. Could it be? I'm just saying this. Could it, could it be? Either we trust the Lord 
where the Lord just takes his hands off of our affairs. In this scripture in Jeremiah, two kinds of people are contrasted here, the wicked and the righteous. Can I tell you today, there's a lot of wicked, but can I tell you there's a lot of righteous. There's a lot of evil, but there's a lot of good. Do you hear what I'm saying? The wicked specifically here, Judah, they trust false gods. They trust their own military alliance instead of trusting in God. Thus they were barren and they were unfruitful. The righteous placed their confidence in God and in God alone. So they flourish like a tree that is planted by the water. I want to read to you out of Psalms chapter one, verse one through six. Blessed, somebody say it again. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he what? What I say earlier, meditate. You got to meditate on the word of God. You got to bring it in. Day and night. And then verse three said, and there shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water that bringeth forth much fruit in his season. I'm like a tree. You that are walking in the blessing, that are trusting God, you're like a tree that's planted by the waters. Hallelujah. Glory to God. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever, I like that part right there. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I don't go into something thinking it's gonna fail. I go into something with confidence knowing that my God is able to do all things. Huh? The ungodly are not so, but they're like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Be faithful. I was texting Rusty's son, little Rusty, we were talking about his company and we were talking about the ministry here. I was sharing how God has always been faithful and he texted me back and he said these words and I wrote them down. He said, be faithful for the whole journey even when things aren't going well. Be faithful for the whole journey even when things aren't going well. If you believe that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise this morning. When the Lord introduced himself to Abraham in Genesis chapter 17 and one, and when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am almighty God and before me, walk before me and be thou perfect. What is God saying to Abraham? God is saying, I am almighty God. He's saying, I have all that you need. I am everything, I am every source that you will ever need. I am almighty God. Even during an economic COVID slump, crazy political environment, the church can still flourish. When I say the church, that's you and that is me. I got people calling me, looking to hire people, and they'll say, hey, uh, Pastor Robert, the size of your church, uh, surely you got a lot of people that don't have a job. I don't know of anybody that don't have a job because we're gonna flourish no matter what happens. Do you hear me? Because our trust is in the Lord. Don't put your trust anywhere else except the Lord. With the blessing, you're gonna live long and you're gonna live strong. And Psalms 91 is commonly referred to as the protection psalm. 
I'm protected. You are protected. They sang no weapon formed against you and I shall prosper. It's a promise to who? I'm glad you asked. Psalms 91 and one, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Let's jump over to verse three. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. A lot of stuff going on. You don't know what to believe. You don't know what to, not to believe. But he's the truth. You can believe what's in his word. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor by the air that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Jump down to verse 10. There shall be no evil befall thee. Somebody say no. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Jump down to verse 16. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. God is a refuge. God is a shelter in a time of storm. The writer's faith as God as protector would carry him through all the dangers and the fears of his life. And friend, we're living in a time right now that we don't know what is going to take place from one hour to the other hour. But I'm here to tell you that God is still God, that he's still alive and he is still well and you and I don't have to fear nothing that happens because God is in control and I am covered and you are covered by the precious blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. If you're gonna go through life without any fears, you gotta do something. You gotta dwell. You gotta abide with him. When the blessing is operating in your life, you can walk in the secret place. <laughs> the secret place of safety and of a daily communion with God. How do I get out of that place? How do I end up out of that place? I take myself out. But earlier in the week when God said, you get along with me. You don't go nowhere. And all of a sudden, it starts coming back like a flood. And I'll share more in a little while later. So I skipped verse seven in Psalms 91. And I skipped it for a reason to share it right here. A thousand shall fall at thy side. Yeah. 10,000 at the right hand but it shall not come nigh thee. Your house, your children, your church, and your pastor is covered and no weapon will be formed against us. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Stand with me this morning. Are you strong enough to stand for a couple minutes? If you're not, you stay right there. It could be five minutes, I don't know. Psalms 34 and 19 also assures us of God's protection. And I don't know why God's children go through what they go through at times. But here's what the Bible said in verse seven. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Many are the afflictions. 
It's not an easy walk. And it's not going to be an easy walk. But the Lord said, I'll deliver you. And I believe that. We often wish that we could escape troubles and pain and grief and loss, sorrow and failure. That's not life. But God always works through those times. Because our thoughts are not his thoughts and our ways are not his ways. Do you hear me? Sometimes he chooses to deliver us and take us right out of the problems and other times he don't. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was not delivered out of the fire, but when they walked out of the fire, they was not singed and the smell of smoke was not on them. And God used that for others around to bow down and say, you serve the true God. Sometimes when trouble strikes, don't get frustrated. Don't get down. Don't get discouraged. Just thank him for being by your side. Can somebody say amen? amen. Divine favor follows the blessing. The blessing empowers you to receive divine favor and you gotta think, you gotta change your thought process. I get so frustrated with people when they say, I hope so. I think so. I don't think it'll happen. I've literally prayed for people and they've looked at me and said, I don't think it'll happen. Well, guess what? It ain't gonna happen. Life, the Bible said, in the tongue. You speak life or you speak death to any situation. If you're telling your child they'll never amount to a hill of beans, you are, I don't know how else to say it, a blooming idiot. Speak positive. Speak the word of God in every situation in your life. Can somebody say amen? amen. Divine favor. Why can't you say, I'll be the one to receive the promotion? Why can't you say, I'll be the one that my territory is expanded? I don't think for a minute, Pastor Micah's wife, Danielle, that's going through chemo, I don't think for a moment right now she's saying, I'm gonna be the one not make it. I know she's saying, I'm gonna survive. How are you speaking? Can you speak abundant increase in your life? I'm gonna tell you a quick story, true story. My oldest boy, Robbie, was probably two or three and I was laid off and, and I'll tell you, we didn't have hardly anything. And I heard they was hiring at the Benedum Airport. They opened the doors back then at 5.45 a.m. They're gonna hire one person. At 5.45 a.m. the next morning when Bob Freeman, I didn't know him at the time, but we're good friends now. When he unlocked that front door, I can still see him standing there. And he said, can I help you? We're, we're just getting ready to open up. I said, I come to apply for the job. So I filled out the application and he said, it's gonna be two or three weeks before we make a decision. I'm almost positive it was 20 days in a row when he unlocked that door. I was standing there and I said, I come because I want that job. After 20 days, of speaking that that job was mine. And after 20 days of me being faithful, it might've been 19, but I know it was above 18. <laughs> Do you think they even called anybody else? No way, no way. So when he called me in, he said I had, my, had the job. 
And he's sitting behind the desk. He's the boss of Colgan Airways. He looked at me and he said, where do you see yourself in two years? I said, in your chair. <laughs> Honest to God. Honest. He smiled. A couple years later, he got promotion. He moved to Manassas, Virginia, where Senator Colgan years ago owned an airlines. And guess who got his chair? And I'm gonna tell you why. Because I was faithful and I spoke it. I just encourage you, don't trust nobody. Trust the Lord, be faithful. These are only a few things that will happen when we begin to walk in the blessing and I probably had you stand too long. I wanna close by speaking about the blessing of the blessings. Although there's only one blessing, it contains the power to unleash unlimited blessings, unlimited. Let's go to the New Living Translation in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your towns, come on, pay attention. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. I believe with all of my heart that the town of Shenston, the town of Bridgeport, I could go right around the circle, has been blessed because of Jewel City Church. I believe that. I believe that. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. This is the word of God. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. I underlined it. Wherever you go. I've walked all over this property. In the last 20 some years, 20 some years ago, I walked all over it numerous times. And I've spoken there'll be a sanctuary. I've spoken there'll be a ball field. I've spoken there'll be senior living. I've spoken, I've spoke. I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging. You've got to, you can't hide. And when you know the covenant of God, you've got to speak it and step out on it and then watch God bring it to fulfillment. He said, whatever you do will be blessed. I, I just, I, I believe that. I believe that. My son got a job, he, he, he starts in the next day or two, and I said, you show up early and you stay late. You give them a good day's work. The Lord will conquer your enemies is what he says. When they attack you, they will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. You know, I thought about that. Man, I'm just, I, can I take my time? There's not two services, can I, can I just take my time? I'm going to anyhow, you might as well say yes. And I thought back in my office this week, John, and Rusty, there's been some people in the last 27 years today, today, 27 years ago, the second Sunday in January, this is the second Sunday, is it not? 27 years ago, we opened up Jewel City Church in a garage with 23 people. And in the last 27 years, Rusty, there has been times where people tried to destroy me. but the Lord will conquer your enemies. And I've never had to fight them. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouse with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land that he's giving you. 
Sounds good, doesn't it? Well, there's a condition. Verse nine, if you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, not just when people are looking, but walk in his ways all the time. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he swore he would. Then all of the nations of the world would see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. Stand in awe. They will envy you. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give blessing you with many children, numerous livestock and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work that you do. My father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He'll bless you. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. Our nation owes, 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 owes. Why? We should be the one lending because we're not walking with God. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Why would you wanna be the tail when you could be the head? And you will always be on top and never at the bottom. The point is striking. The people of God will always have an abundance of everything Everything they own would be fruitful and would increase. Their livestock would increase. Their crops would produce a, a, a great harvest. Uh, financially secure. Blessing of daily food. A daily place, a couch in my house to sit down. A bed to lay down at nighttime. A roof over my head. Food in my cupboards. He's God Almighty and he will supply all of my needs. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Please keep this in mind. It's conditional. There's a word called obedience. Matthew 6 and 33, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. Philippians 4 and 19, but my God shall supply all, somebody say all, your need according to his in his righteousness according to his riches added unto you. Matthew 28 and 20, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end, even unto the end. These blessings cover everything that you and I would ever need or desire. Health, family, friends, food, vehicles, cars. The blessing of the Lord will empower you for success and cause you to rise to the top, to rise to the top. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm on my way up. Look at your other neighbor, the one that looks miserable right now and say, neighbor, I'd like to take you with me. I shared this with the staff Monday. Some's been on staff. Nancy's probably the longest. She's the youngest, but the, been here the longest, right, Nancy? some 20 some years and some 15, some 14. Something I've struggled with and I've never spoke about it until Monday. And I'll speak about it now. God has given me a gift of discernment and I know it. And there's been times in my life, many times in my life where God gave me discernment on something 
And because I didn't want to upset people, because I didn't want to tell people no, I'd just go along with it and it never worked out, Rusty. But I'm telling you, the Lord spoke to me this past week and told me what not to do and I didn't do it. And I'm not going to. I've had people come to me, Pastor Micah, they'd be dating three weeks. Come to me and say, we're just so deeply in love. And it's a God thing and we're gonna get married. And I know. I've had people come to me from us church and say, oh, God spoke to me. And God told me to start this ministry at the church. And I know. You only come once every three months, you're gonna start a ministry? But I didn't want to offend. And in a week or two, it was gone. I ain't gonna live my life that no more. God has given me, I'm gonna to speak the truth to you in love, and you make your own way. But I'm just not gonna get on every bandwagon. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I wanted to go. And I've struggled all week to whether to talk about this or not. I wanted to go to DC this past week. I voted for Donald Trump. One of the worst things that we have allowed to happen in America, we no longer can agree to disagree. We've come to the place where if you don't agree with me, you're no good. And that's wrong, Jewel City, that's wrong. I denounce what took place at the White House, the Capitol, the same as I denounce any riots in any streets. We've come to a place where if we don't agree with one another, we just despise each other. And that's not the love of Christ. And our nation will never heal. None of us dreamed what would have took, taken place this week. And I said, Lord, I wanna go. I want to go. He said, no, you stay here. You get in prayer. You get in communion with me. You prepare a message that people need to hear. One of my favorite words that I use in my own life and when I share with other people to help people is the word balance. And I have become out of balance. looking toward the news, looking toward a man, more than I was looking toward the Lord and trusting in the Lord. Now you can persecute me if you want, but a lot of you are in the same shoes. Donald Trump's not gonna fix our country and neither is Joe Biden gonna fix our country. There's one that's gonna fix our country and his name is Jesus, Jesus. I did not say that I don't care and that I'm not gonna think about, I wanna know what's going on in our country. But I said, Lord, I laid down on the floor in my office, face down, and I said, Lord, if I've taken my eyes off of you, forgive me. I'll tell you, a peace came over me, Pastor Rita. <laughs> don't take your eyes off the Lord. Walk in the blessing. 
He's in control. I'm going to tell you something. I think there's still going to be a few rough days in our country. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Don't get frustrated. Don't get discouraged. Trust Him. Trust, 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 trust the Lord. Can you agree with me? Give God a hand clap of praise this morning. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. 